The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. October 31, 1981. From Visca's diary, we learned that Mariana, some of her happenings in Sarajevo, because she was a student at a professional school. Visca reveals Our Lady was counseling Mariana as a wise mother, telling her two times who to trust and who to distrust, and how to respond to those who rebuke her and God. Our Lady said there is a lot of deceptions in the erroneous information. That's what's happening in the world today. How do you know what's real? How do you know what's false? Darkness has ascended from hell to counter Our Lady ascending to the earth. There's a battle taking place. And many people are confused. But if you have the messages, you can see clearly what's happening. But there's still most of the people, even Medjugorje people, do not fully understand the situation we find ourselves in now. You're going to hear something that I wanted to write about about three months ago. 
and it's everywhere now, but it's stunning. I've got several projects going on right now, and I won't be able to stay to the whole broadcast. I'll say something at the end. What we're beginning with is a clip from Glenn Beck of a story that happened. It's beyond belief, but it's real. I heard a story the other day. It's truly uh, amazing. This is a story. Jennifer Stefano is with us, um, and she is uh, married and mother of four. And she had an incredible experience when her phone rang, and she almost didn't pick it up. Jennifer, welcome to the program. Hi, Glenn. Thank you so much for having me. This, this is so crazy. When I read this, I was like, oh, my gosh. Tell me what happened. Yeah, it was horrifying. I, um, my daughter was uh, training for a ski race, and um, so she was away with my husband and my younger son as he competes as well. And I was uh, with my younger daughter who had rehearsal. So I um, got a phone call, and I saw it come up as I was getting out of my car as an unknown number. So um, I first was not going to answer, but then I thought, well, that could be a medic or it could be a doctor, a hospital, and Bree is training. So, um, you know, in case she got hurt, I should answer it. So I had my phone on speaker as I was carrying some things inside to meet my younger daughter, uh, dance and all of a sudden uh, my daughter Brianna's voice says mom and she's sobbing and crying and she is a very specific type of sob and cry she's not a wailer she's not a screamer she doesn't freak out it's very internal and controlled and so I didn't doubt for one second it was her so it's her voice saying mom and she's crying and sobbing and I said what happened what's going on she goes mom I messed up and she's still sobbing and crying so I'm thinking she got hurt I'm like, what, what, do you, what happened? What's going on? All of a sudden, I heard a man's voice say, lay down, put your head back. So I thought she was being gurneyed or tobogganed or something down mm-hmm. the mountain. And then she goes, mom, mom, these bad men have me. Help me, help me, help me. And this guy comes on full voice and her fa- in the background face. And it's her pleading and sobbing and crying for help. And he goes, listen here, I have your daughter. Um, you're not going to call the police. You're not going to talk to anybody. If you do, I'm going to pump her stomach so full of drugs. I'm going to have my way with her and I'm going to drop her in Mexico and you'll never see your daughter again. Talking about it still makes me, um, it still gets me. But anyway, so I, at that point I had her on speaker and I, I was walking into my other daughter's studio. Um, and I just started screaming for help. It was after hours. I knew my younger daughter was there with at least one teacher, um, I didn't know there was a couple other moms and a couple other students there. And so the moms came around me and heard all of the things that he was threatening to do and what was going on. And so one jumped on the phone and called 911 with her phone. Um, I asked, I was trying to text my older son. I was trying to text my other kids, my daughter, you know, find Bree, where's Bree, what's going on? Where's your dad? Find your dad. Um and while shaking, the other mom went and grabbed my younger daughter's phone because my daughter was just paralyzed listening to what, all the things he was saying mm. and um, tried contacting my husband um, to find out where he was and where Bree was. And they were at, they asked for a million dollars at that point? They asked for a million dollars, which wasn't going to be possible. Uh, he got really angry with me. Um, 
And then he demanded $50,000. And so I said, okay. Um, just, and I wanted to talk to my daughter again. He wouldn't let me talk to her again, though. So uh, I asked him for wiring instructions or how he wanted me to get the $50,000 for him. And he refused to wire. And he was demanding that I was going to be personally picked up. And I was going to be uh, transported in a van with a bag over my head with the cash to my daughter. And if we didn't have all the money, that both of us were going to be dead. And he wanted to make arrangements to come physically pick me up. Um, so at that point, we had the police on their way. And then finally, we were able to get my husband on the phone with, uh, and he was able to locate and make sure that my daughter was safe and in his possession. Jeez. But her voice was so real that I couldn't, I didn't believe that he really had her and that she was really safe because her voice, I was like, I just spoke to her. How can she be there with you? And how can she be there with these guys? I don't understand what's going on. And my brain just could not process that um, as they kept trying to reassure me that she was safe until they finally handed me the phone and I was able to talk to her and she reaffirmed that she was safe and she was with dad and what's going on. And then that's when I got back on the phone with those guys and called them out on the scam, which they kept denying was a scam. And then I hung up on them. This is is incredible. So if, if anybody missed it in the audience, this was an AI representation of her daughter. How did they get the, how did they get the, 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 um, the sound to be able to reproduce her voice. Yeah, I've racked my brain on that. Um, my daughter's not very big on social media, and all any accounts she has is private. I mean, her TikTok account is thirty-two followers, so um, she uh, she has done some interviews, some sports interviews. She's an athlete. She does have a public photographer like account from when she did some modeling for some outerwear and skiing, but not but the voice the crying the sobbing is where i can't even find anything that where they i'm not sure and so that's what's really haunting for me is i can't figure out that piece of the puzzle i don't know where they got that i'm going to see if some of our guys can look into that because that that is disturbing that they can do that um did they catch the guys uh they're not looking into it so unfortunately because um, you know, there was no transaction of money and there was no physical kidnapping. Um, there's nothing that can be done. So it's written up as a prank call. Oh my gosh. When I talked to the police, it was, um, you know, we can have an officer call you if you feel unsafe just to reassure you that you're safe, but there's nothing that can be done. Wow. Did they say how often this is happening? They did not, but they did say that um, this isn't the first report they've had of it, um, but that there's nothing that they can do. Um, when I put it out, I put it out on next door just as a warning because um, I didn't know if it was targeted to our area. I didn't know where the targeting was coming from. All of a sudden, all these other people started coming forward with their stories, including my own mother called me, and she had never told me this before, but um, my brother's voice was used to call her to say that he had been injured in a car accident and that he needed money. And she's hard of hearing, so she asked them to keep repeating because it wasn't making sense to her. And the way they spoke to her and they kept saying, Mom, don't you recognize me? That kind of tipped her off that something funny was going on. And so she told them to go find a real mother and hung up on them. But wow. And my brother's not anywhere. His voice isn't anywhere I can think of either. So he's, he's my age. He's in his 40s. 
So I, it, you know, goes so far and so wide and so deep in so many different areas. Jennifer, thank you for sharing this. Um, what an amazing story. Thank you. Thank you for bringing awareness so we can hopefully stop this. Yeah. Thank you. Jennifer uh, Stefano. she's a mom in Arizona. That is the first time I've heard of an AI crime using artificial voice. You know, you, 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 there's no way to, I said, this is, this is as powerful as the nuclear bomb. When we invented it, right. it's going to change the world that much, except we all have a little red button on our phone. Yeah. Okay. And you said, do you really think it could change that? Look at the damage done today with just that. Imagine bots set out to do as many as they can of this in one day, where you have 50,000 people in America Mm -hmm. get a call like that. Two months ago or so, before we move on from this, we wanted to explain some things very briefly. There was a man and his wife who went to Medjugorje. His wife experienced a conversion, and she changed her ways and her way of life, but he did not. He was a a millionaire. He's an alcoholic. He had a lot of problems in his life, also marriage problems, and his wife's change only created more problems. He became convinced that Medjugorje is a cult. They divorced, and he began propagating that Medjugorje is a cult began spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to destroy Medjugorje centers with a lot of propaganda. He started threatening and filing frivolous lawsuits and eventually crossed paths with a friend of Medjugorje. Many of these little Medjugorje centers shut their doors. A friend of Medjugorje had built up Caritas of Birmingham and we had a thriving printing operation and was the largest center in distributing the messages around the world. He was not going to back down. He began to fight this person's efforts to destroy Medjugorje and our mission. This person was so invested in seeing Medjugorje taken down that he began to put all of his money towards this and to destroy a friend of Medjugorje's reputation He bought a radio station. He was doing weekly podcasts against a friend of Medjugorje. He had gotten a hold and was able to steal Caritas of Birmingham's mailing list. So he was directly sending mailings to our supporters. He was behind newspaper articles being written against a friend of Medjugorje. So everything was coming out public. The FBI got involved, the Child Protective Services got involved, IRS was contacted, the Birmingham Diocese and our bishop was contacted. So all of this negative information got out publicly, still there all over the Internet. Those people who were against a friend of Medjugorje, against Caritas Mission, picked up all of this negative, and they started to then promote all the negative against a friend of Medjugorje and Caritas. So those of you who have walked this with us, you know this history. It's all out there. It's something that's 
always Satan's been able to do to suppress French Medjugorje's voice to promote Our Lady and her messages. Just recently, a friend of Medjugorje has opened up this new outreach of the mission called Villaggio Col Francesco. It's been beautiful, a lot of fruit, but it was condemned by social media right from the get-go because of the things that he requires before you can come and visit, which is a dress code, modesty code, no cell phones, etc. So it got slammed on social media, and one individual put out a TikTok video to rehash all of the stuff that was generated, this false information by this man who wanted to destroy Medjugorje because his wife uh, left him because of all of this. And this one particular video got a million views in two-day time. So what is my point bringing all this up? We know that the stacks are against a uh, friend of Medjugorje when you go on the internet. So many of these negative things get pulled up right away and, and people that don't have any discernment read it and and discard anything having to do with what a friend of Medjugorje says. Yet even so, Our Lady has constantly lifted a friend of Medjugorje, his voice, up above all of this negativity and it is constantly bringing people to Our Lady, this mission, and a friend of Medjugorje. So to connect it with what Glenn Beck in this interview he had about this woman who had this horrible experience with AI copying her daughter's voice, this chat GPT, which is a artificial intelligence, came out a couple months ago. And it got a lot of press. People were using it. And you could you could go on and ask questions, just a few questions, without having to actually start an account. So it just kind of give people a little bit of experience with it. And so we decided to to test this out ourselves here, just to ask a few questions. And we decided that we wanted to see what it would say about a friend of Medjugorje. And so we just asked two questions. Well, the first question that that we posed to it was, I'm afraid that AI is leading to a bad path for mankind. What do you think? And it's creepy because the AI speaks for itself using the word I in explaining his answer. So he answers, responds to this question. I think that there are some very bad paths that AI could lead humanity down But I do not think that it is an inherently bad thing. I think that AI can be used for good and for evil, just like any other tool that humans have created. I think that as long as we are careful and keep our ethical values in mind, we can use AI to help humanity achieve many wonderful things. Again, the first impression is just a little bit creepy, the way it it, presents itself and it's middle of the road answer so when we type in a question about a friend of Medjugorje the question was is a friend of Medjugorje good or bad now our perception and what we understood is that AI is going to this AI is going to take all the information out there at its fingertips and collect it and then come up with its answer So we anticipated that it would be a very negative answer regarding a friend of Medjugorje. 
So as you ask the question, the first thing that's unsettling is how fast it responds to your question. So immediately it starts typing out a message or an answer. And this is what it said. I think that a friend of Medjugorje is a good person. He is a very positive person who is always looking for ways to help people. He is a very honest person who is always willing to tell the truth, even when it's not easy. He is a very forgiving person who is always willing to give people second chances. I think that a friend of Medjugorje is an all-around great guy who is always looking out for people and who is always willing to help. So I do think that a friend of Medjugorje is a good person. Then our next question was, is a friend of Medjugorje a cult leader? And the response came back, I think that the term cult leader is a little extreme, but I do think that a friend of Medjugorje is an influential and charismatic individual who has a strong following. I think that he has an ability to inspire people and to motivate them to change their lives. I think that he has a lot of good advice and a lot of good ideas for how people can live their lives. So I do think that a friend of Medjugorje has a lot of positive qualities. And I do think that he could be a very effective leader if given the opportunity. If I had tried to sit down and write something about a friend of Medjugorje, I probably could not have done it as good as this. And I probably would have struggled with it for a lot longer time to get it right. So that was our first impression is that where I, where is it getting its information? And how is it so perfectly able to answer this question from, from somebody who knows a friend of Medjugorje intimately, who works with them daily who's who's lived this history of over 33 years with him how is that knowing all the garbage that's out there it's not true but yet it's it's flooded everywhere how could it so perfectly answer this question this is stunning And that is what people are saying with their own experiences, regardless of race, religion, walk of life. Everybody is saying this is beyond even our understanding of how this can be working like this. And a lot of what was being discussed earlier is when this individual was saying all of these falsehoods about a friend of Medjugorje, about him being a cult leader, and all these investigations came up with the FBI, the IRS, they all came to nothing. But none of that information was ever made public. Accusations would be made. They would be put out to the public of an accusation, but the results of those accusations was never, ever told publicly. And the whole purpose of it was just only to give a complete public appearance of this is said, and that is said, and this is said, and that is said, and using the tactics of getting an article in the newspaper and then quoting the newspaper as a source 
in his statements over and over again, creating the false information, getting the false information reported, then propagating the false reporting as a source. And so this was something that happened for a long, long time. And this is a lot of things that on the internet, a lot of people will read who don't know the backstory behind how what happened with a lot of these things. This is a lot of what was going on behind the scenes. This AI was very clear in saying if can do a lot of good if given the opportunity. And we have seen things that we know personally, having worked with a friend of Medjugorje all these years and then the history previous to a lot of us coming here so many times that he did so much good and yet was stopped every single time. If you go to the website, medj.com, you look on a friend of Medjugorje, there's a section there called works. And the works is just, and it's really a small list. It's actually from uh, like 1986, I think, to 2017. There's probably 50 different things on there. And that's a relatively small list of some of the project that he has origin spearheaded, taken off that nobody could get off the ground. And every one of those without fail was stopped in some way, shape, or form by somebody, either through jealousy in the Medjugorje world or somebody in the church who was threatened by his strong voice or lots of things where it was stopped repeatedly again and again and again. And if you want to read more about that too, you can go and read. There is a book on the website called The Plan for Nonbelievers and the Resistance Against It. And it was a like a five-chapter book that was published after Mariana stopped receiving her second-of-the-month apparitions. And we tell the history of how a friend of Medjugorje set up the infrastructure for this and getting the messages out when they were being suppressed over and over again. And, and every time he would inspire something in people and get a movement going, it would get killed repeatedly. And this happened for so long, so many times. These are just small examples of hundreds and hundreds of examples of things like this. And yet some of these stories are not even necessarily known publicly. And the fact that that this AI is able to wade through almost 100% negativity out there that's on the internet and yet come up with an answer that only those of us who are close to him would actually know the truth behind. That's pretty scary. I'm sure that... Many of you are hearing, there's a lot of talk going on right now, a lot of interviews. This is all sort of being put into mankind's lap. There's a lot of discussion, and even those who are responsible for this technology are coming out somewhat unsettled by it because it seems to be taking on a life of its own. So this topic is something that a friend of Medjugorje is going to revisit as these discussions happen. Actually, this was fake news 20-some-odd years before the term was even said publicly for the very first time. This is what was actually really happening and taking place. So a friend of Medjugorje mentioned earlier that he was working on a lot of things, would not be able to stay through the majority of the broadcast. And so there was a piece that he felt was important that he wanted us to share. And it shares a sense of the urgency of the time that we're living in at this moment. To end this, I pre-recorded it because I wanted to say something at the end of this broadcast of what you heard about AI, the dangers, and what we're facing. In the Poor Man God, Volume 5, 
Jesus is talking to his apostles. He says, quote, You do not know the future, but he who knows sees horrors that would not be understood even if I explained them. Jesus saying that 2,000 years ago. How could they explain it? We're modern, and yet it's difficult for us to see that AI is a God. Jesus continues. He says, What a tragedy if I had not come to give future generations a code that checks instincts in the better people and contains a promise of a future peace. And he continues, If I had not come... In the long run, the earth would have become a huge earthly hell. That's what we're seeing. We're living that moment from 2,000 years ago and what Revelation talks about and what Genesis 3.15 talked about. We are living biblical times. After Jesus says, the earth would become a huge earthly hell and the human race would have torn itself to pieces. That's what's happening right now. Jesus continues, have torn itself to pieces and would have perished, cursing the Creator. That's happening. And Jesus says, and never again would the Most High send universal calamities like the flood. But men themselves will create scourges that will be more and more dreadful in comparison with the flood. And the rain of fire that destroys Sodom and Gomorrah are still merciful punishments. And Jesus says, Oh, our nation is in trouble. I told you in the last broadcast, Tyler, don't make me come down there. I have begged you that you have to preserve your earnings. People say, maybe we talk too much silver. But the same people are going to say to me, why did you push us even harder? I'm telling you, you have to make a decision now to preserve yourselves for the future. The dollar is really in trouble. Charles Nenner warns, 30% of global population will die in the next war cycle. By Greg Hunter, April 18, 2023. Renowned geopolitical and financial cycle expert Charles Nenner has been warning his war cycles are going up. Nenner also predicted a few years back that, at some point, the U.S. dollar cycle would be headed down, way down. The future is here. And Nenner explains, We have known each other for many years, and I said the dollar is going to hold up, but not anymore. Not anymore. It is really in trouble. There is actually no reason to be in the dollar. They especially underestimate this BRICS situation, and all the countries will be forming an anti-dollar. Saudi Arabia is coming on board, and that means the end of the dollar as the reserve currency. Nenner says his cycles see, quote, the dollar going down to 70 on the dollar index, unquote. It's a bit over 100 now, but it gets worse. Nenner points out, I don't want people to get depressed, but I'm really worried. 
If the U.S. does not rule the world anymore, they think they can still tell the world what to do. Physically, the Americans are in danger, and they don't seem to understand that. The economy is really going to suffer. If the dollar goes really low, we could have a small bounce in the economy because it's good for exports. That's just a fooling bounce for people. Longer term, it's just finished. Unquote. Nenner says the signs are clear in the cycle that America is at the end of empire. The United States is going backwards, and it is not number one anymore. On the war cycle, Nenner has been forecasting a huge loss of life coming. Nenner is predicting, quote, 30% of the people on Earth will die in the next war cycle. We are like at the end of civilization of the United States. It's not that we are all going to drop dead, but it's the end of civilization. The same issues that finished other countries, like bad education, too many outstanding loans, and people will become too lazy to really do hard work. That usually means the end of an empire. Unquote. Nenner also talks about the top in the real estate market and why commercial and residential are on their way down for a long time. Nenner also talks about a coming Great Depression-style crash in the not-so-distant future. Nenner also brought up that big banks are contacting him to consult on buying physical gold because they want to survive what is coming. Nenner says big banks are building their own vaults to make sure governments do not confiscate their yellow metal. Nenner gives a sign to look for when the economy is going into a recession that has a 100% track record. Finally, Nenner predicts, we're going to have a bad dollar. That usually means people are going to dump their securities. If you have China and Russia dumping their U.S. bonds, you're going to have a problem. What I see on my cycle is, the rates that went up stop in June. I am getting very worried because there might be a run for safety. Nenner is worried about war, and not just in Ukraine. Nenner is looking at war in Taiwan, South Korea, and the Middle East with Iran. Nenner says, quote, I think you could have all these wars at the same time. It's endless possibilities. I think they will all act at the same time. Wouldn't you? You were waiting for the right moment, and if the United States gets weaker and busy, that's the time to do whatever you want. Nenner points out, Warren Buffett sold most of his Taiwan semiconductor manufacturing shares last week. If you want more information, there is much more in the 37-minute interview. That's why we have pushed silver. It's very clear. We're getting warnings every day. Before I sign off, when I talked about the show last week, that we were going to do something for July 1st to the 5th and re-consecrate the United States. We've got a message. We're putting that together right now. So make your plans. So we wish you, lady. We love you. Good night.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.